Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. This is your boy, Johan. It's your boy, O. And Oscar, as every week, I ask you the same thing. How are you feeling today, bro? I feel I feel great, motivated. Been a long work week. I felt tired. And I, might, and I discovered I might need glasses. It's been one of those, oh, nah. I, like, I haven't got a full official diagnostic, but, like, my eyes have been straining a lot lately. Like, I can see. But I feel like there's just been there's been a lot of strain on them lately. Is it like, does it hurt? Do you, you know what? It just kind of feels like you know when you're sick and you have like like every like every little bit of light bothers your 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 eyes. Yeah, your eyes, not eyes. Yeah, I do know that's that. kind of how it is. I do know what that is. But damn, bro, you should check that. Or how long have you been on your phone? Screen time. No, it goes down every week goes down every week that's good it was like down like nine percent something like that it wasn't that crazy but <sighs> what about you how you doing friend uh it's been it's been a week it's been a long week a long week i i actually echo your, your sentiments on that one it has been a long week uh but nonetheless i feel good as we you, you want to do the rating yeah all right it's gonna be the thing now go ahead one to ten Spiritual slash spiritual, emotionally slash physically. Yeah, emotionally slash mentally. So emotionally slash mentally, I'm gonna give myself a good seven this week. A good seven. Hey. Spiritually, give myself a six. Okay. Yeah, I was listening to this one. Is a new song by Gateway Worship. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. Uh, damn, I forgot the name. I just know that has Jesus Christ in the title. Okay. S- song slaps. It's great. I got to listen to it later. It's really good. And uh, physically, my body doesn't hurt that much this week, so I'll give myself a... Just because I can't give myself a five, I'll give myself a four. You can give yourself a four and a half. Mm. I feel like that's just bordering too close to five, so why not <laughs> five? Why not five? Uh, how about yourself, man? Uh, spiritually, I feel like I am a... I I always I'm always on like a seven on everything, but I spiritually I give myself like a seven. Physically, I give myself. I give myself a. Give yourself an eight, bro. I saw you putting those the work this week. I you saw, saw my video. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself an eight, man. You've been you've been grinding. Yeah, but I had Taco Bell last night. I, I mean, what type of? Whatever. I give myself an eight. Um. And then what was the other one? Mentally slash emotionally. Yeah. I give myself a a nine. All right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yo, uh, Hannah says, I almost didn't pull up to TikTok and missed this. Forgot it's Thursday. Hannah, set that reminder. Set that reminder. You know, we are. You know what? We do want to apologize at least because we haven't been the most consistent with the starting with the timing with the time starts you know here here's the thing I, I'm we've be, never told them an actual time though yeah I'm, I'm gonna be very transparent i do actually when i go live like thursday or wednesday nights or okay or i haven't gone live wednesday nights in two weeks but but i just want to give you a bit of a some context here i'm a truck driver right and my shift can vary sometimes it can go in as early as six o'clock in the morning or as late as four o'clock in the afternoon monday to friday that depends 
you know, the, the live starting depends on what time I get home. Last night, I got home, like, at, what, 12? Almost 12 o'clock at night? Yeah, it was, like, 12. And um, it sucks because Oscar and I, were we were going to start at a... Seven thirty. Six. No, we we're gonna get here at six thirty. Well, set yeah. up and possibly start around seven. You know, and then uh, when I was going to bed last night, I just texted him seven thirty. That's it. I just said seven thirty skull emoji because <laughs> I'm dead. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the podcast live recording is going to be airing anytime between six thirty in the a.m. to eight thirty in the a.m. I know that's a big window. That's a big window. I'll do my best to uh to at least put up a story to say that we're live or we're going live at so yeah. and so time. So yeah, yo. This man right here before we started the the, the recording. Did you really just try to gatekeep tea for me, bro? I asked him what's in his tea because we're both drinking tea. <laughs> I asked him what's in his tea and he says, "Oh, you know, whoever you if Whoever knows knows. I mean, I'm like, did you did you really just gatekeep tea for me, <laughs> bro? What's in your cup, bro? There's a lot. I feel like I feel like if I say what's in my cup, a lot of people in the live are gonna be like, oh, he has problems. Is there cinnamon in there? No. Oh my god. No. Is there a specific type of tea? It's like a tea bag. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot of herbs in my tea. Okay, that's um, not that's not unnormal. That's and I'm not- a, and I'm gonna just I'm not gonna name them off, but a lot of them are aphrodisiacs. That's fine, bro. Right, it's whatever. I don't have an issue. I'm just, I just like to, I gotta, I, I like staying ready, so I don't gotta get ready. <laughs> this see, if you're married, this is a great tip right here. Stay ready, so you don't gotta get ready. Start drinking. Start, start sipping that in the morning. Yeah. Start, you know, we might talk about a little bit here, you know, but um, what I'm drinking since I'm not a gatekeeper like you, <laughs> I'm drinking Trader Joe's Harvest Blend. That's it. I don't really know what the Harvest Blend is. Uh, I know I got cinnamon in there. I know I got some other stuff. I personally don't like making tea from tea bags just because I like to know. I like to see exactly what's in my tea. Right. For, for those of you who don't know, who, here's the best recipe if you want to make some good tea. Cinnamon sticks. Can't Not cinnamon powder. Cinnamon sticks. Boil that. Okay. Two little little things of allspice. Cloves, get some, get some ginger in there. Boil it too, and get some lemongrass. You'll thank me later. Can I get to my question? Oh, and and lemon. When you finish boiling that, squeeze some lemon in there. You'll thank me later. Get to the question, bro. Question of the day. Yes. If you could walk into a room filled with everybody that you've met in your life, whatever version of that person, who are you walking towards first? Me, when I was younger. Nah, come on. It gotta be somebody else. It can't be you. Any person I've met in my whole life, any version of that person. Yeah. Dang, that's a. So like for me, that's a crazy question. You know, just a, just a little personal. Like my like my grandma does suffer from like now um like little first stages like dementia and Alzheimer's. Right. So for me, it'd probably be like her, the version of her before that. Before that. So like when I was like maybe four, and she I was living with her. Dang. Just so I can see her in, when she was able. I think, you know, I, I, I'll kind of piggyback off of that mm-hmm. and spend some more time with my dad before the stroke. I think that's what I would do. Or 
Play some or, catch. Huh? Play some catch. Hell yeah. That sounds fire. Excellent baseball player. Or I would meet both of my parents. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Okay. Both of them before they met each other. Mm. Just to see... Just to see how how they were. I I really have the. I echo the sentiment, bro. I really feel like our parents were cooler than us. I really do. I know my mom was like. I would see pictures of her like when she was like in her twenties. Yeah. And they would have like those colorful flare pants that you would see on like the the sitcoms yeah. and everything. I'm like, bro, they had personality, bro. Yeah. They had. They could talk. You know what it is? It, it's the same thing. And I know that somehow, some way, we're gonna segue this into the. The, the topic at hand. Right. But um, it's just, I feel like we, social media, phones, this unnatural form of interaction has dampened, has like really decreased the amount of interactions we have with, with one another. Right. And has really put a, a, a damper on our personalities. Like I always go back to the same point. You're gonna if you listen to every podcast we have ever recorded, you're gonna hear the same thing, same thing, same thing. I used to have a lot more personality before I had a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I used to have tons more, more, more thinking capacity before I had a phone. Right. I used to be able to have better interactions with people. Now it's almost expected for you to have, you know. Uh, to, to, to be ready at all times to respond to somebody. That's not natural. Right. And, and back then, you had to make plans to meet with your friends. And somehow, without the crazy amount of communication we have now, mm-hmm. they met with their friends way more back then than we do now. Yeah. So how does that make any sense? So, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I really just, uh, I do think that our parents were way cooler than us. And I would just want to meet them just to see how they were. Yeah. Bro, the, I'm telling you, the 80s, Aside from, from the the last little bits of, of racism that we were going through, yeah, that, that's the decade I would go to. Maybe that should be next week's question. Maybe. Nah, you know what? Let's do it this week. Whatever. What decade would you have? I always say like early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. Or maybe mid nineties. Like I would have liked to be been like maybe like seventeen, eighteen, and like mid nineties, like ninety five, ninety six. Okay. Why? Uh, everything was just so much. There was so much freedom. There was so much ability to actually be a teenager. You know, I didn't have to be in a rush to grow up. I didn't have to do, you know, like just everything just seems so, everything seems so present. Yeah. And so real that it just, I don't know. I love it. You know, there's a. I messes with it. There is a, a study that shows why 90s people are growing up in the 90s were the happiest. It's because during that time growing up, there was a, that's like when we had the most going on with the least amount of international conflict. Like 90s, no wars going on. Right. In the 80s, it was fire, but there was the, the whole Russia, Soviets, whatever. And 2000s, Iraq and, and all that. In the 90s, it was fire. We had some technology. We had video games. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know phones because in the 80s you you, that wasn't really all that as popular as people think it was so in the 90s you had all that the peak of technology before international conflict started again uh me however i feel like the 80s bro there's something about it there's something about 
I don't want to sound like a basic. Uh, whatever, I'm gonna say it anyway. They did a lot of coke. I'm not going back for the coke, <laughs> even though it's probably way better than what got going on now. Okay, but hey, I'm I'm just saying. But um, I feel like it was more. I, I'm I'm gonna sound basic as hell saying this. The aesthetic. The aesthetic of the '80s was top notch. The fashion was over the top, but somehow it was still it was fire. Yeah, bro. The music in the '80s was ridiculous, yeah. and and here's the thing. I like the '90s because of the rap icons that we have in the '90s, but I like the '80s because of the of the like the musical geniuses, all the like the the major. The major hits that we see nowadays, yeah, you get those from like the the '80s and the '70s, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I'm I'm just saying, I really want I, if I could go back to any decade, like be a teenager in those years, 1983 to 1985, I'll be a teenager in those years. So now, let's go ahead and uh, let's dive right in. Yeah, man. So today we're gonna talk about. Um, intimacy. We're going to talk about how to build emotional intimacy. And we're going to talk about it from a, I don't want to say educational point of view, but at the same time, men, we tend to, we tend to not be as open-minded about developing emotional intimacy as women. That's true. So, yeah. How do you feel that you are, that you, that you show or or were you always emotional emotionally intimate? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've always been in touch with that part of me because many men who don't have emotional intimacy, there's a a common thing that you can trace back to and it's that they really lack a a proper relationship with their parents. Right. You know, they lack a, a proper uh allowance to explore their emotions and their feelings and right. to understand what what it is that they're feeling. My parents, uh, they really n- never, never took away the space for me to, you know, to feel. Right. You know, they never shamed me for crying. They never shamed me for, you know, for for not feeling in a certain way. Yeah. And the same way, they reinforced the fact that I was a man. They reinforced the fact that I was somebody who could think, someone who could feel, but not someone. To dwell on those feelings if those feelings are negative, so uh, I feel like f- to some degree I have had always had emotional intimacy with myself. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to the mistake that a lot of men make. I used to be look at you and I used to be like, "Oh, why are you so soft? Or yeah. why are you so?" This man one time told me directly to my face, "I don't like you, bro," because I feel like you just, I don't know, you too yeah. much. Just a little like backstory, like origin story, like the reason I didn't like. Johan was because he was the complete opposite of me. Like, this man was a gentleman. This man was everything that I wasn't because I was this bash. I was this bash, like, just rough around the edges kid that I feel like, you know, he would always, like, to our female friends, you will always be the ear to 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 lend, the shoulder, cry on, everything. And I would just be like, why are you doing that, bro? Which, in retrospect, was not the best thing. Yeah. I understand it's it's good to be an emotionally available friend. Right. Right? But then you also have to consider the fact that if you are too much of that, 
Especially, especially to the opposite gender. Okay, let's be very clear here. This is, by the way, parentheses is not the subject of the day, but mm-hmm. it, if you are too much of that, especially to other to other women or to other women, you're gonna be in a, in some way, shape, or form taking away from what you can be to your wife mm-hmm. in the future. For example, I regret being as emotionally available to other people, right. men and women, and kind of i kind of feel like wow i feel like that should have belonged to my wife right type of thing you know even though she wasn't your wife back then exactly exactly it's like some of me feels like i should have been a little bit more reserved Mm -hmm. and should have thought about her even in the moments where she was not my wife she was my best friend don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. and the person that i gave the most emotional availability to was her Mm -hmm. even when we were just friends but it's almost like I, I almost count that as a body count emotionally. Mm. Like, if you're giving yourself too much to people, if you're always, always the the resource that people go to yeah. when they have, like, okay, I understand and I'm your friend, but I need you to know that you also have the capability to figure things out. Right. And the reason that's a healthy thing to implement is because there's going to be a time where you're not going to be that for that person. Exactly. You're not going to be there to, to actually coddle them yeah be a shoulder crying exactly on like hey listen let, let's say that every single woman that i ever helped out right okay right and again i'm gonna be very clear with this none of this was was with any ill intention ul- ulterior intention yeah. Ex- exactly and, and there was no ulterior motive in what i was doing however let's say that they would all still expect me to be there for them to like 12 o'clock at night oh so and so just texted me he doesn't want to be some yeah. stupid example. Is it appropriate for a married man to be texting a woman at twelve o'clock at night, talking about their emotions and their feelings when that's time that I should be giving to my wife? Yeah, especially since time is not the most abundant resource that we have. Mm-hmm. So exactly that that's my whole point with this. I I do believe, however, that being emotionally available with other people did help me. Uh. It, it trained me to become a better emotionally available husband today. Yeah, I so agree. there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you were saying that uh, you felt that that's not who you were. Yeah, I felt like that was not who I was just because, you know, it all comes, you know, like you said before, being raised in your parents, it all comes back to, to how you was raised and how you was brought up. And as somebody who didn't really grow up, number one, with their father in the in the household. Right. Like you know my mom, you know my sister. Like they're very, they're very. Which is these are the people that I grew up with. Yeah, they're very Don't rough. Say, oh, I was about. To, I thought you were gonna say dry. No, no, no. They're 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 very they're very rough. Just again, like a lot of affection wasn't really shown back then, and I don't know. Like I I, I was since I was the younger one in the house because I am the younger brother. Yeah, I would never had the opportunity to really be opened up to a conversation about emotional intelligence or, or or emotional intimacy or any type of intimacy for that matter because yeah. everything in my household was either just black or white like they were you know i was never in i was never in the areas where it was really spoken about or was really shown yeah and i feel like that's something that we do fail our, our sons with a lot mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's very common to allow boys to just figure things out by themselves yeah to especially emotionally speaking yeah right because we don't really consider boys emotions to the point where hey listen you you gotta you gotta man up you gotta do this and that i will say this 
in some way, shape, or form. It does help us because, again, I do believe uh, a lot of people don't like it when I say this. I'm a very pick yourself up by the bootstraps type of person. Yeah. Because life, your life is yours. Right. If you had parents who were there for you, you had friends who were there for you, you were blessed. Right. Okay? That's a blessing. However, not everybody has that. And even in the future, you might not have that. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I feel like if you are able to actually navigate your emotions on your own and you have to figure it out that way, it might be unfortunate. However, uh, it might be the best thing for you because now you are in control of that. Right. All right. So what do you got for me, bro? So um, obviously there's we got the three ways of, of building intimacy. We got the physical, we got the emotional, and we have the spiritual. Right. And, you know, let's not confuse the 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 physical with with the sex mm-hmm. so my my first point is um um the the strong physical attraction i feel like that's vital and uh, you know attraction is the main basic ingredient to intimacy it's the first thing we see exactly so I, I feel like i feel like it's good to let that be known yeah that you are attracted to to a man should be able to compliment his his wife and be and show that he's still attracted, no matter if it's just the beginning stages, if you are, you know, in the middle, or if you're towards the end. To be know. sincerely attracted to her. Yeah, to be sincerely attracted to her. Yeah, I feel like that's um, especially in 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 Christian culture, yeah. right? In, in in church culture, we we tend to just gloss over that and say, well, you got to find somebody who's good for this, 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 and that. Have this personality, blah blah blah. And sure, and you also need to be attracted to that person. Yeah, exactly. You also need, because here's the thing, men and women, because I've heard people say, oh, men are visual. No, women are visual too. Of course. We're all visual human beings, right? Because it's the first thing we see. That's the first thing we see about a person, what they look like. Yeah. Right? And I would almost say that it is damn near impossible to build any, any significant level of emotional intimacy significant emotional we're talking about significant others in this portion here to a person that you do not find attractive exactly because what you're going to do is eventually going to gravitate towards another person Mm -hmm. you're going to see them and you're going to see the what you're missing in this person i heard it yesterday actually called the 2080 rule basically let's say that your your wife gives you 80 percent, and this goes vice versa your husband gives you 80 percent of what you want right but those 20 that 20 percent is is looks mm. that you're missing from them and then you gravitate towards another person who's going to give you looks but then the only thing they give you is that 20 percent. yeah so you notice that you just forfeited 80 percent of what you wanted for 20 percent, right. and you can see that that actually doesn't work you see that that actually doesn't that that doesn't hold a candle yeah. to what you lost Obviously, i mean 80 is greater than 20 exactly so, so the best way to, to basically bypass that it's to find somebody who cannot give you. Listen, I'm gonna dispel this myth right now. You're gonna, you're not gonna find anyone who gives you 100 of what you want. Okay. However, try to find, you know, compromises here and there. Where can you compromise? What can you understand? Okay, I'm willing to to work with this. Yeah, I think a problem that now that you mentioned the whole church thing, I think a problem that many churches has is that have is that they they often. That level of humility, that that level of fake humility that many churches tend to have is what allows people to kind of force themselves into a relationship with people that they're not attracted to because it's like, oh, 
this is the person God has for you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you still have to you still have to find that person attractive. There's nothing wrong with, you know, praying to God on your knees and God help me. You know, I want to I want to find wife. Yeah. I want a wife that looks good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just you being sincere. Because at the end of the day, we want something that looks good. Bro, you know? can you imagine going to the altar and then you see your your man or your girl walking through those doors, and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, this is what I'm gonna tie my, my the rest of my life to. This, yeah, like you 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 have to be sincere. Yeah, and even if and even if that person does have good characters, because you know people have good characters, not, which is not based like based off their looks yeah it's okay to just be like you know what i don't find you that attractive exactly you're a great person bro there's there's somebody for everyone in my opinion there's someone for everyone and if you are somebody who who can actually be you know you have to know what you like and you have to be sincere with yourself because if not you're going to spend a whole lifetime trying to convince yourself that you actually do find this person attractive and don't get me wrong there is something to be said about finding someone's spirit attractive right what's inside of them attractive and then that outwardly makes them attractive there's something to be said about that too but again i'm t- i'm just saying you have to be honest with yourself exactly and let's be honest with the fact that the relationship as men um you know many people don't know but like for example even within the means of sex mm-hmm. in order for a woman to be um pleased in the acts of sex she has to have emotional intimacy with you now in order for a man to feel physical intimacy, he has to be emotionally no, and like through sex is where the man receive gets emotionally intimate. Yeah, and through emotional intimacy is where the woman feels pleased during the sex. Okay, you know what I mean. So it kind of it kind of complements each other, and like you need both. Okay, you know what I mean. And now now let's just uh, round it out to a generality here. Okay, right. We're talking about, for those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking about being somebody who is able to be emotionally intimate. Yeah, developing that that emotional intimacy. And the reason I just want to clarify what we're talking about here today is because we make the mistake of thinking that physical intimacy mm-hmm. is the only type of intimacy. Right. And make no mistake about it, physical intimacy is the most vulnerable you'll ever be with a person. Which is why, for men, that is what leads to the emo- to the emotional. Exactly. Because if, as a man, if I see my wife in her full yeah. birthday suit and everything, this is the most vulnerable she's gonna be. That is what carries me to be emotionally intimate with her. Exactly. But but we we want to talk about this today because it's something that again, <laughs> believe it or not, for yeah, men don't talk about this, and and we refuse to acknowledge this. And there's a lot of toxic. Uh, the, again, the actual use of that word. There's a lot of toxic mentalities when it comes to men and their emotions. Like I've seen a lot of these alpha male podcasts telling men to disregard their emotions. Right. You know, and uh, I, I understand. I understand that. I understand where they're coming from. I just don't agree. Like God made you with these emotions for a reason. Exactly. And and there, there's a reason why we are to be in control of them because they can each benefit us even anger Mm. they can all benefit us to a certain degree if we keep them in check if we as men understand that they are there to help us but then when we let them take control of us aka we don't we lack emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. 
we're putting ourselves in a very bad spot for absolutely anything. In a bad spot to take care of our spouses. In a bad spot to be a role model for our kids. In a bad spot to be a good member of society. Just all together because, we, bro, there's nothing more dangerous than a man who does not have his emotions in check. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a bull when you when you just let it loose. Like, I be seeing those videos of, like, bulls just let loose in the streets of, yeah, like... Yeah, that, that is a man without his emotions in check. What is the strongest emotion? Anger. Anger is the strongest emotion. Right. Which is why I always say... Love is not an emotion. It's a feeling because if love was an emotion, it would be overpowered by anger every single time. Right. So if you're a man and you do not have your anger in check, you don't know how to use your anger in your benefit. Right. What do you mean? Oh, well, let's put it in this way. They say that you're angry with the way of life that you're living. Okay. You have to be angry with how you're living in order to make a change, Mm -hmm. in order to do something about it. If you're content, you're complacent. Not you're, not do too angry. you're not going to do anything about it. However, you can use that emotion, even that, to headway into a better lifestyle. However, if that is an emotion that's left unchecked, you're going to keep making stupid decisions based out of anger. If fear is an emotion that you leave unchecked, you're going to be making stupid decisions based out of fear. Everything comes down to what you decide to do based on what you're feeling. Right. So... Yeah, we we do have to talk about this. Yeah, and that and like I said about the the whole the whole physical thing, it goes the same way. Like as a man, if you if you really want to see significant change, even within the means of your physical interactions with your wife, mm-hmm. you know whether it be sex or, or or whatever, you have to be vulnerable because the same way that when she's naked, you see her in her most vulnerable. When you're actually vocally vulnerable, that's when she sees you, quote unquote, in your nakedness. Exactly, and and can we just talk a little bit about? I know we got a bunch of points today, but hey, man. I just I just want to like dispel where this all starts. Why aren't men able to be vocal about what they're feeling with their wives? With their wives, specifically their wives, because we have a we have a bit of a of a bad habit. We don't acknowledge our wives when we're thinking about these things. We don't. Just get, let let it out, bro. I burped. Whatever. This man, the professionalism in this person is absent. Anyway, um, we 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 don't consider our wives when it comes to our emotions. Right. Many times, we we lack emotional intelligence in that area, and what ends up happening is we end up sabotaging what could be. I'm guilty of this. What could be a very productive conversation. Right. We 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 decide to go through things by ourselves. Because that's what we've done. Because we're men. Our whole lives is what we're used to. And it's really born out of other men telling us to be that way. It's born out of other men implementing a really uh, a poor system that tells us keep it down. Keep it in. Keep it suppressed. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out. When both things can be true, you can figure it out without having to to just eat your emotions to eat the way you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then what ends up happening is which is a topic of today that ends up sabotaging any chance that you have to have emotional intimacy yep so let me hear your points bro um we got purified character okay we know you love this one essentially basically like how is how is a woman supposed to connect to you if you lack character, if you're not a kind person, if you're not a person of integrity, if you, you know, like you always say, if you 
the if your character is based more on on, on money yeah rather than rather than you know your personality as a whole yeah and i mean it said like you know for those that you know for those that are believers it says that you're like in the song of songs in one three it says your oils are a pleasing fragrance and your name is like purified oils and this is basically the woman just you know showing the god's it, it's god showing that the woman's passion for her beloved was based on his character and not just his looks yeah like it was like oil because you know it runs deep and it's more of a fragrance because you smell it it's not something that you see physically yeah so here's the important thing about character it's the one thing that lasts yeah doing a quick call back to what we were just talking about we were saying that looks are important, important. you know we do uh we are attracted to what we see right you see how quickly we become attracted to what we see yeah. That's how quickly that becomes irrelevant when the character is missing. Yep. So if we qu- if we are, are are quick to to ponder upon that, to mm-hmm. just stay upon what we're seeing and we don't see a little bit further, a little bit beyond, we're going to be missing out on a lot. And we again we're setting ourselves up for failure. We see our spouses or we see our girls or or, or men. What are you made out of? What is inside of you? What makes you who you are? Do you lack integrity like you were just talking about? Yeah. And it's funny because I was thinking about this last night. By the way, for those of you who don't know, integrity is who you are when nobody else is looking. Mm-hmm. Right? That's who you are. And also, I, I also heard a good definition. Integrity means that what you think, what you say, and what you do are the same. Mm. So, that being said, for all of you who are married or dating someone, I have a question for you. If Apple tomorrow were to release a statement, hey, we have been recording your phone, your screen time for the past three months, and we have sent that copy, the copy of that recording to your significant other, would that end your marriage? Or relationship? Or relationship. Again, here's a question. If the if the screen recording of... What you have been doing for the past three months was sent to the person that you are that you call your significant other. Would that end your relationship? If the answer is yes, a lot of people just shaking in their boots now, bro. I'm saying if <laughs> I hope I don't give Apple any ideas. If the answer is yes, then you lack integrity. You lack character. It just. It, it, like I said, it all it all falls down. Like I said, yeah, you know, yeah, we're attracted to the physical, but if you just, it, it takes character to you to to be a good husband and, and a good father figure in the household. It does. It takes and it takes character to even if you're not that to want to be that. Yes, because humility is a characteristic of a strong character. It is, bro. Humility is honestly one of those things that we feel like make us less of a man. Yeah. Oh, he's humble. He's he's a he's a pushover. Mm-hmm. When that's not what humility is at all. That's a false sense of humility to yeah. be a pushover. However, humility basically just means that you know who you are. You acknowledge who you are. You know that you're not better than this. Mm-hmm. But it also means that you know that you're not less than this. And kids can tell that. Your children know if you're being humble, especially you know in their developmental years. Yeah, the older ones. Your kids know whether or not you're coming from a place of authority or a place of tyranny. 
which we're going to talk about that a little bit more further on. Yeah. Your wife knows whether you're trying to fake being, you know, a figure of, of to follow or somebody who just wants to people to, to listen to them. So if you lack character, you lack the, the emotional uh, ability to put yourself out there in a way that people recognize you for who you are, not for what you look like, then anything you do is going to be temporary. Absolutely everything. Anyone that you that you get with is going to be temporary. Any even plans that you have are going to be temporary. Yeah. Because again, character lasts. Everything else doesn't. And that leads to like literally the next point, um, which I know you you love to talk about, and it, and it's the fact that as a man, if you want to develop that uh, emotional intimacy with your with your wife, you have to learn to be a leader. Yeah. You have to learn to 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 learn how to lead and not confuse that with controlling and manipulating and getting things your way done. Yeah. Or using brute force or just anything. Bro, there's just a there's a difference. You have to acknowledge that there's a difference and it's noticeable whether somebody is a leader or a boss. Mm-hmm. There's two different things. A boss tells you what to do. A leader shows you how to do it. Yep. And I really like to dis to you know what? Let's just take it back a little bit here. Okay. Whenever I talk about leadership, always, I have always used the biblical definition of leadership. I know a lot of people don't believe in that, but it's it's what I use because it's what makes more sense to me, and it's honestly the most honoring thing you could do for anyone in your in your life. Mm-hmm. Leadership equals servitude. Right. That is completely backwards from what we have it understood nowadays. Completely, you know, upside down. What do you mean? To be a leader means to be on top, means to be means to be ahead, means to be yes and no. It doesn't mean to be on top. It does mean to be ahead, but ahead of what? You are ahead of anyone's needs. And not not saying that you take that yours come before, but that you go ahead and take care of everyone's needs before yours. Before yours. Being a leader means that you consider everyone else and then yourself. Mm-hmm. It means sacrificial love. It means that you show the way in a loving way. Yeah. And when they can't, you will. Exactly. That's what it means to be a leader. Exactly. And and, and it's just and like I like I said, like it, it's not it's not controlling because even though you are the man, yes, it, it there's more to being a leader than just bringing money to the table. Mm-hmm. Bringing money to the table or bring or, or being the provider doesn't automatically mean mean that you lead. It just, just means just, just like if you can't does not automatically mean that you can't lead. Exactly. It happens all the time. How many times? How many times has uh, life been unfair to us, or has just thrown a curveball, mm-hmm. and we're unable to provide for whatever reason? Let's say for a few months. Right. COVID happened. We all know how many people were left jobless. There were many men who were leaders that didn't stop being leaders just because they didn't have an income. Right. Your income does not make you a leader. It's a it's, it helps, but it doesn't define who you are. Right. And I think I think it's important for women to also learn how to lead. Yeah. And and th- there's that word that they love submit. Yeah, that's that's another definition that I that a lot of people wrestle that with thro- that gets thrown around that gets thrown around yeah and like a lot of women just you know they they either they either don't submit because they've never had to mm-hmm. because maybe they were raised to be your own woman you don't need no man or some women unfortunately have 
you know, tried to submit to men who didn't show the right definition of leadership. Yeah. That just ended up ruining it. Oh, this is what I have to lead to? Mm-mm, I'm good on that. That's true. Uh, you know, that's a very good perspective. Many times, poor examples of leadership ruin what would otherwise be a good thing. Because, again, here, here comes Johan and Oscar with their archaic views. Yes. We believe that a woman who submits to a good man... Right. That's the best marriage, but but we also have to talk about what the word submits means. Please understand, we're not saying do whatever this man says. Be this man's stepping, you know, stepping stone. Right. Th- that's not what submitting means. It means listen to him, mm-hmm. trust him, be a part of his vision, and help him get there. And yep, encourage him. Exactly, and 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 it's not even in the sense of. You're going to abandon your dreams just to make this man. No, mm-hmm. that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is you have to make a choice. Do you want to wear the pants in the house and see your man of less of a man every day? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to embrace your makeup, your DNA, what you're made out of, tap into your femininity and let this man do what he is supposed to? Again, only for the right person, you know. Because if, if the if the wrong man tries to to quote unquote lead you, you're going to be like you just said, left with a very bitter taste in your mouth when it comes to this whole men taking the lead of things. Yeah, and I saw I saw something. I think it was yesterday um on Instagram, and it was Michael Todd was doing like a like a this ABC interview or whatever. We had to go to, to New York, right? And he 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 had his wife with him, and he took a picture of her, posted on her story, and he said. Wherever she's at, if she's with me, I feel the safest. Okay. And she was just there. She was just there with him. Yeah. And that just lets you know that she, you know, she believed in him. She believes in his vision because she's there. That is, bro. And she let him have his moment. It's it's a team. It's a team. Yeah. You, you can't. I feel like maybe that's the reason why we don't like these terminologies is because we we keep trying to insert ourselves into other people's mm-hmm. dynamics, or we th- or, or we think that one is greater than the other. Like exactly, the, like the status, like oh, leader is up here, submission person is up here. That doesn't work like no, that. No, like it should be here, and the better leader, the better submission. Exactly. You know that the whole the whole submission thing that started after Adam and Eve. Ate from the tree of good and evil. That wasn't a thing before. I can imagine so. And, and and the funny thing is, biblically speaking, even after that happened, they were still the same in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, historically, have men used that to abuse women? Have men used that that to uh, completely undermine them and and you know oppress them? Sure, absolutely. It would be it would be a disservice to anyone to deny those things. However. It's not the natural definition. It's not the natural uh, meaning of that. And and I feel like we should not take things for what people have made them out to be, but for what they really are. That's because it goes back to the whole character thing. Like, the thing that many men fail to do is that many men fail to, like, they do a great job at providing. Yeah. They do a great job at providing and doing the physical stuff. Yeah. And that's it. And they just miss out on everything else that needs that is a, a need for the for the woman. 
like security. I mean, not security. Well, security in the sense of emotional security and all the other needs that need to be taken care of. And they just think that they're good where they're at, just giving all of it in physical in a physical way. Yeah. Do you think, bro, that it's just that people are afraid to ask the tough questions? Not well. Yeah, and like, I think it's easier. Like, for example, no reason. Here's what, I'm I'm alluding to something here, right? I'm just I'm gonna say this: right. many of the things that we go through, like many of the the poor interpretations of marriage, the poor uh, relationship dynamics. Many times, or you got a burp too. Just let it out. Come on. I did, bro. <laughs> uh, many of the times we 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 don't ask the tough questions, and then years down the line, we're upset when we don't we don't get what we wanted, right. bro. You never talked about it. Mm-hmm. So, my wife, right? This was early, early, early into our marriage. So I'm talking like not even a year, not even a year. She said, we're just there, we're just talking, whatever, chilling. She asked me, baby, what what type of wife do you want me to be? Or she she actually asked me, what type of wife do you need? Mm. And I'm like, that's a question I never I never thought about before. Right. And then I asked her, Well, what what type of husband do you need? And she basically said, I just need to feel safe and to feel taken care of. Now, hold that thought. Imagine okay. imagine, imagine how much either one of you would have missed out if your answer would have been like, just give me good sex. That You would have missed out on so much more. And as important as that is, I feel like it's the first thing that made me, many people gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, it's not sustainable. It's just not. No, I mean, everything eventually. Exactly. Every, you know, you have to understand that things are temporary and there are certain things that are not temporary. There, things get worse with time. Some Certain things get better with time. And here's where I'm going with this. She said, I just want to be taken care of and I want to feel safe. Right. And then I said, well, that's that's kind of what I want too. Yeah. I want to be taken care of. Like every man wants to be taken care of by his woman. Exactly. And I want to feel safe around you, meaning that I can communicate what I'm thinking mm-hmm. at all times, and I won't feel like I'm walking around eggshells. And she's and we we basically agreed that uh, from that moment on, she takes care of me, I take care of her, I take care of her financially, she takes care of me in every other way. Mm-hmm. I take care of her emotionally, she takes care of me emotionally. We take care of each other physically. We take care of each other spiritually. Right. And and, and then. We really haven't missed a beat when it comes to that because we're both giving each other what we need. And then to complement that, we also have the love languages, which we talk about all the time. We didn't get into that until a few years after we were married, like maybe one or two years. Right. And then we started to understand to an even deeper level what we what it is that we require. Because here's the thing. We do not understand this. But we require, as human beings, to be loved in a certain way for us to interpret that we're being loved. Mm-hmm. And the poor, the, the sad thing is that we do not understand that or have a very poor understanding of that. Yeah. So I didn't know that I like to be, you know, my, I like words of affirmation. As soon as I started to look into it, wow, I really do like it when, when my wife says, I love you. Of course. 
I do love it when my wife says, "Baby, you're my man." That's because at the end of the day, love is always. I always say this: love is just always going to be an example of Jesus loving the church. Exactly. And Jesus Himself didn't pick or choose what He was going to give you. Nope. He gave it all. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when 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 the Bible says for husbands to love our wives like Jesus loves the church. We don't, y'all don't understand how much of a, how heavy that is. I, I could come on here and say this every day, every week and leave. And just that alone, if you marinate, will get you a whole different, a whole different thing every of single course, week. Of course, of course. Man, So somebody was telling me, and this was a, a Christian girl who apparently had a very skewed version of marriage in her brain. Uh, she wasn't new, new to the right. faith, but. She had enough time where she could have at least done some research. And she said, well, men in church have it so good when it comes to marriage. Because according to the Bible, women are supposed to submit to you. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to obey you, which is, a, that's a poor interpretation of that. What, what that is, by the way. We're supposed to do all these things for you. I'm like, and you don't think, what do you think that men are supposed to do? Oh, well, you know. Y'all have servants in the home when it comes to us. Like, no, 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 no. Perspective is everything. I'm not asking you what you think we want from you. I'm asking you what do you think the Bible says that we as men are supposed to do. Right. Because when you look at what Jesus did for the church, gave up his life, Mm -hmm. even if the church betrays him, which we do every single day, Mm -hmm. even if we throw his name on the floor, which we do every single day, even if we do not live up to be who we're supposed to be. Jesus knew that and went to the cross willingly knowing that we were going to do that. If we mirror that to marriage and how men are supposed to treat their wives, we need to understand from a, from the get-go, our wives are not perfect. Our wives sometimes are going to get on our nerves. We are to love them, to bring them before God, treat them like God's daughter, and to give our lives up for them if necessary. Right. Because that is who you chose to intertwine your life with. And, th- and we're supposed to reflect the, the love of Jesus to the church, to how we love our wives. Like We're supposed to listen to our wives too. Who said we're not? The Bible says that the wise woman edifies her house. What type of home are you living in where you can benefit from the wisdom of your wife when you don't listen to her? Right. Bro, any married man, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much of alpha you think you are. I don't care how 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 manly, how much hair you got on your chest. Listen to me. Any married man will tell you that a healthy relationship consists of two people listening to each other. It does not consist of me telling you what to do and you being okay with it. Exactly. That doesn't work. That doesn't happen. In 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 the the what seems to be the manliest of men's relationships, you will see a woman who's the right woman, mm-hmm. she will talk to her man as if she also has authority with him because she, she does. does she does my wife has the authority to talk to me exactly to correct me she has the authority to to call me out when i'm being emotionally unintelligent mm-hmm. when i'm being emotionally disconnected when i'm lacking emotional intimacy mm-hmm. she has all the right to do that because she is my wife we are one and there's no reason why we have this twisted view that Oh, well, men just, we're supposed to listen to men. That's not what that is. That, th- that doesn't mean that. And then that, that keeps uh, bastardizing the, the, the real view of what marriage should be. A team, two people working together towards one goal. Mm-hmm. What are your kids seeing? 
Do, you, do they see mom and dad happy? Do they see them working together? Or do they see them fighting all the time? Because nobody wants to listen to the other person. And and just building building that intimacy, just again, like it it wouldn't it wouldn't have it like you gotta be vulnerable, quote unquote. You gotta be naked before your partner. Right. It wouldn't it wouldn't have hit the same if if, if God for some some way managed to stay in his holy state and made the sacrifice. Exactly. What did he do? The ultimate level of vulnerability. He came down to our level. He became human fully that feels pain that feels emotions exactly got physically naked in front of the world well in front of the 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 people where they were yeah that's that can we just take a pause there's funny because when when we think about the crucifixion and we we think about all that we always imagine jesus in like diapers Mm -hmm. when in reality the purpose of the crucifixion was the ultimate humiliation and guess what they didn't really have clothes on when they were being crucified. Exactly. Naked, naked. And there's another thing. This is this kind of it almost made me cry the first time I I I heard about this. Mm. So, do you remember when Jesus asked, or he was thirsty, and he wanted to drink something right, when yeah. he was being crucified, mm-hmm. and they give him like a sponge with yeah. vinegar. Yeah. You know what that sponge was? What. That's what the Roman soldiers used to wipe their butts when they pooped. And that's what they gave Jesus when he wanted to drink something. Bro, the ultimate level of sacrifice, mm-hmm. of humiliation, was of, done on our behalf. Of and, vulnerability, because it was optional still. Exactly. It was. And and, and uh, to some degree, it was optional. Yeah. But... He was obeying his father, and mm-hmm. and you know that's that's basically, uh, it's 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 really when you put it all into perspective, you see how far he was willing to go for us, and in that same regard, we have to we have to understand that we are to do no less for our wives. The only reason we're allowed to speak to Jesus the way we speak to him. And have that connection with God is because He was able to be humble. Yeah, because if we're if we're not if like I said in my past example, if He would have just stayed in His God form, His perfect form, which He was perfect anyway, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we might not have been felt entitled enough to come to Him with that proximity. Nope. And the reason why I don't pour, the reason why many men, I you know I put myself an example all the time. The reason why many many times. Our wives don't feel like they can speak to us in a real human way, in a real vulnerable way, is because we haven't laid it down and made ourselves humble before her. Yeah, bro. We haven't showed our nakedness. It's it's that when we try to do it without being humble, we're simultaneously trying to fake authenticity. We're trying to be someone that we're not. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be hard, tough, this person. And then we, on top of that... We expect for them to be open with us. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You, you you can't pretend to be this person that 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 is able to be this emotionally in touch person. You're able to have a, and at the same time, in the same breath, you don't give that same energy back. You gotta stop being fake understanding and be more empathetic. And um, what's the word? Uh, not under not when you don't comprehensive. Yeah, comprehensive, yes, we we do, and 
that is the only way that we're going to make it anywhere as men. Oh. Yeah, because every, every time that we every time that our, our wives speak to us and, and we just come out with this fake understanding, oh, I know what you mean, I get it. It's all all it is is just is just a way for you to get her to shut up. Yeah, and you go into your your problem solving mode. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing: we have a lot of negative influence from both ends, men and women, that tell us to do the exact opposite. We, we have been told by men that our emotions don't matter, bro. I. I was watching this one video that I promise you I'm gonna make a video out of this one day. This is this really old. He's like in his 60s, 70s. He's an entrepreneur, and uh, one of his sales representatives. He he's a CEO, and he's like, "Oh, why aren't you selling as much as you know whatever?" He's like, "Oh, I got X and X going on at home. I'm not really here all the way." And he was like, "You know what this man said?" No one cares about your feelings. You're a man. You get, you got to man up because you got to eat at the end of the day. And you got to make me money because I hired you to make me money. So you got to you better bottle that, that that up and you better. I'm like, is this, and this is like a motivational channel, by the way. I just want you to know this. This is like, there's not a, a second motive behind this. Yeah. It's literally this man telling his employees to suck their feelings up and to sell that they don't matter. He that, he, he really told me, you don't matter. You don't, you don't matter. You are uh, just another number in this company, in the world. And you better get used to that because if not, the world's going to eat you up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're doing to him exactly what you're telling him that you're protecting him from. You're eating him up. You're, you are humiliating him, diminishing and dismissing the way that he feels all under the guise of this is what men should be. He, he even said, this is how I made my money. Right. I'm like, I don't want that money. I'm sorry. You, you you cannot remove the humanity from a person and expect them to be better after that. And then there's women on the same end, same token, telling other women, oh, don't get with a man who's too emotionally in touch with himself. He's too feminine. He's too this, this, The word that. they use now is sassy. Exactly. He's too he's too zesty. He's a little bit too too on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, we, this is innate. This is us. This is who we. I love the fact we, we we've been talking all about a lot about Jesus today because of course the epitome of what a man should be. I love the fact that the Bible includes the shortest verse in the Bible: Jesus wept when Lazarus died. Mm. I love how God is even trying to show us that men cry, men feel. Men have emotions and men mourn. If you if you have a, a crappy situation at home, please don't 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 try to just brush that off. It's like somebody told me uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, oh, I'm just trying to get you know things have been crazy. My mom died on Saturday, and I'm like, damn, bro, I'm sorry. He's like, nah, I'm just trying to keep it together, trying to hold it together, whatever. I'm like. You know that you don't have to. Like, you you can hold it down and still acknowledge your feelings. He said he wasn't trying to think about it. Okay. And and I'm like, you can acknowledge your feelings. You can cry. You can, you, bro, you, this is the perfect, the, the, the perfect scenario. If you need to have a breakdown, this is when to have it. Your mother is gone. I couldn't imagine how I'm going to feel when that happens. 
I tell everybody the day that happens, I'm just going to lock myself up for like a few days. Bro, rightfully so. It's 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 like, why are we, why is it okay for us to think that we're supposed to be these hard people at all times? It's not natural. It's not. It's it, we we need to be a little bit more consistent with the way that we think about ourselves. Do we feel emotions? Yes. Do we have emotions? Yes. So why is not listening to them a bad thing? I'm not telling you to give into your emotions. It's only the negative because it's like you, it's like you said, anger. But the anger is directly translated into a manly emotion. Exactly. But, but everybody feels anger, women and men. Yeah. It's more on the basis of why are you feeling this? What caused you to feel this? Is there anything that we could have done to not feel this way? Again, sometimes it's inevitable. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, for example, the passing of a family member. Right. There's no way that we're going to avoid these emotions. I'm going to feel angry when when any of my parents leave, when my brother, my wife, you. Me, anyway, I'm going to feel angry mm-hmm. because I'm going to feel like it was not fair. It does not matter how much time we spend on this planet. I'm going to feel as though it wasn't enough wasn't time. Enough. Maybe that's just me. That's what I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to feel fear. How is life going to be now that this person is not with me? Where is life going now? These are all feelings that we can feel, that we have to acknowledge. But then there's other things like, okay, I acted out of emotional or emotional negligence, lack of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. What could I have done to, to avoid that? What could I have done to keep my emotions in check? What can I have done to even avoid that situation to begin with? Because many of the times I've noticed, this is going to, again, this is probably just me, 99% of the time that I have acted without emotional intelligence, the reason I was in that situation was my fault to begin with. It's almost like I was acknowledging, like, bro, damn, bro, you got yourself into this. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this is your fault. You, this is your doing. And then that makes me upset. Because we don't think before we do. Exactly. We don't think. And and I feel like it's really inconsistent to tell a man, think before you talk, think before you act. And at the same time, we say, don't acknowledge your feelings. As if that, as if that doesn't go hand in hand. Yeah. And, and Manny and I were talking the other day. He actually uh, said this here. I'll speak to what we were talking about the other day. Uh, it's a degradation of who we are as men. Men with no emotions are not complete men. We become weak. And again, we're still talking about building emotional intimacy. emotional intimacy. But in order to do so, we have to unravel all these things. Got to unpack. We might have to talk about. We got to be intimate with ourselves. Yeah, and not in a sexual way. Yeah, we 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 have to learn how to be alone. Mm-hmm. Be alone with our thoughts and with Des- our emotions. Decipher what we're thinking. Be very careful. When it comes to interpreting our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because I'll take you for example. You are a person that I categorize as reserved. You don't say too much all the time. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Which is something that I've worked on. Because it's, to me, it's something that with the proximity that I have with you guys and you know, and with my wife and my family, it's important to have people that know what's going on. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is you're somebody who's reserved. You don't say too much, but when you do, you say a lot, mm. right? With that being said, many people from the outside can see, oh, 
that's a man who's not in touch with himself. That's a man who doesn't really no. It just it probably just means that he is, that he's done work. He's able to, because I feel like a person who talks all the time, talks too much. Yeah, is a person who lacks intelligence. Is a person who 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 needs attention, and that's just a root of a deeper, you know, that's a cause of a deeper issue. Yeah, sometimes it can, it can be lack of self confidence. Exactly, you feel like you have to be extra to, you know, precisely. But then on the flip side, is it really all that worth it to just be this? person with no 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 emotions no facial cues to what they're you know just someone told me the other day and they were like i wish i wish i could be like you i wish i could be like you and not care about anything and <laughs> i was like what gave you that impression i was like you don't want this i mean that's not me anymore i was like but you don't want this because that same woman that i spoke about earlier the one that took care of me the one who's in the first stages of dementia yeah and all and alzheimer's when I was in that stage of not caring, I would, uh, I, I would, I would question myself if I even cared about her. Yeah, I would ask myself if she died right now, would I really even shed a tear? That's a tough place to be in, man. You do not want, you do not, you don't, you do not want to be this person, because we, we, the thing is that people think that oh, if I stop caring, no, you don't pick and choose when you stop caring. You stop caring about the good and you stop caring about the bad. Yeah. And then you you put yourself in a very awkward position, because then you want to start caring, and it feels fake. And then then it's a whole another journey. Yeah, it feels like, oh, do I really want to? Mm-hmm. Is this what am I what am I doing? And then you start to spiral. Yeah. How did I get here in the first place? You start to relive the traumatic moments that got you there in the first place. But you know what, bro? Sometimes those traumatic moments are necessary to be relived. Yeah. They're necessary because if not, you're gonna land yourself in the same spot. You're going to end up being even more distant than you are now. You're mm-hmm. going to end up being even more detached. Gonna, and then if you want to get out of that, oh, it's it's better to, to attack it when you catch it. You catch it now. Talk about it now. Talk to yourself about it now. And it's like you just said. You, you need to be intimate by yourself. Intimate just means to be inside, to, to, to be on the inside. Mm-hmm. What are you on the inside? On do a, you know what's on the inside? On a deeper level. What, what do you feel like are, are your needs? Exactly. Or do you need someone else to tell you mm-hmm. who you are? You should not let someone else tell you who you are. I've always said you better figure out who you are before someone else tries to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if that happens, you're not going to be able to say yes or no to that. It's just going to be what that is. If you don't know what you need, then how can you possibly expect somebody else to? Exactly. And... The reason why this is, I feel like we have to like decipher this is because we're going to next week. I feel like we just pick up a little bit more off of this because we didn't even get to the good stuff. But we we have to be able to unpack this properly if we're going to be emotionally intelligent, if we're going to be emotionally intimate, if we're going to be able to participate in someone else's life because we don't think about that. We are inviting someone else to participate in our lives, and we are accepting an invitation to participate in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. They have their own emotional trauma, their own turmoil, their, their own baggage. Yeah. We have our own, too. Everybody does. If we don't know what's in these <laughs> in these luggage. In these bags. We, if we don't know what's in here, we're going to have a hard time. Because uh, it, it, it'll come as a big surprise to you when you're, y'all are unpacking, and it's the same stuff coming out. And I, and I recommend... And I know it might be hard for a lot of men. I recommend that like, if if you're a man and you and you 
and you and you're self aware enough to to know that you want to be more emotionally intimate with your partner you want to you know develop more emotional intelligence and you're surrounding yourself by a group of people who don't support that yeah just slowly just start snipping at that yeah man it's don't let the uh, influence of somebody else um push you away from who you want to be as a person we really don't recognize the power of influence man yeah we we really have a a really bad relationship with influence and what what's Manny saying? Manny's, can you can you maybe touch upon? I don't know if that's today though, because the misconceptions women have about what men should be, maybe soon. You know what? You know what? Yes, but the question of the day kind of talks about that a little bit. I'm not sure if, to the degree that you're talking about, but uh, I'm just gonna copy this, Manny, if you don't mind. Copy and just put that on my notes. There you go. Because that is something that we have to talk about. It is. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go into the question. Go ahead. All right. So, a user writes, Hey, Johan and Oscar. I understand y'all sentiment behind your views. But y'all sound broke and dusty as hell. When you tell women not to see men for what's in their pockets, especially when all men do is see us for what's in our pants. How can you tell women to behave a certain way when you are not willing to act accordingly? Can we acknowledge um, who it's from, like gender wise? It's a woman. It's, it's a woman. It's a woman. Yes. It is a female. I, uh... I, there's a lot of assumptions going on here a lot of assumptions to be honest i'm I, I don't take offense because you're speaking from a woman who i'm just gonna assume you've had your sprinkler yeah and you're not anywhere close to my life to understand how i view women in the first place yeah because i personally don't view women as what's in their pants at all yeah i i feel like the jeez all right we have to take it back to a certain thing here. The reason why she's saying this is because she heard our sentiments behind why it's a poor, a bad idea for men to to approach women for what's in their for their body, mm -hmm. and for women to approach men for what's in their pockets. Right. First and foremost, first and foremost, not all men view women. For their bodies. Exactly. I am even willing to go out on a limb and say before they were exposed to poor relationship dynamics, most men do not view women for what's in their pants. And I'm going to just let so-and-so on a little secret. If a man views you because you're in your pants, that's because you let him. Yeah. Bro, you advertise it. You 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 know what she's telling? She, here's what she's really saying. She is going to keep being a gold digger because men only want what's in her pants. How do you how do you counteract or not, not how do you counter an issue by feeding into it? Like how do you sow into what you're complaining about? They're creating the same problem. Like the same men. Perfect example. Yesterday I was listening to a, to a show 
and you know the guys from Fresh and Fit? You know. Those idiots. Bro. You, you know what? I'm I'm not, I'm gonna avoid those idiots from Fresh and Fit. They were saying the only way that you can tell what a woman wants from you, all these you know what a three oh four is, right? No. Three oh four. You type it on a calculator. Turn it upside down. It spells hoe. Anyway. Okay. The only way you can tell, you know, all these three or four, you have to sleep with all of them. The only way that you can avoid, you have to sleep because you need experience. And that's only in this dating world. Like, what? You are, you're creating the same problem that you're complaining about. Like, how are you going to complain that all women are hoes and then you're going to say, oh, you have to sleep with all of them just to gain some leverage because if women are, are seeing, uh, going for men for what's in their pockets, then men should go for women for what's in their pants. And, and that is just creating the dynamic that you're complaining about. That's all it does. And, and I really disagree with that sentiment in the same way that I disagree with her when she says that all men view women for what's in their pants. That's just not true. First and foremost... Women also view men for what's in their pants. That too. Let's not let's not act like we're like we're like they're the holiest of thou's, you know. Yeah. And some men are gold diggers. Yeah. It's a problem across the whole board. My thing is, if we're going to shift the landscape, if we're going to change the way that we see these things, then I cannot feed into a narrative that says that all men do this. I can't. And 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 I'm sorry if we sound broke, is what you said, broken dusty? Yeah. Apparently, if we tell women not to go after men's pockets, we, we sound broke. First and foremost, I don't want y'all. <laughs> I'm married. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're happily married. And as whatever issues go on in our homes, we're man enough to handle it. And even if I wasn't, I'm I'm glad that I'm self-aware enough to to know that that's not what makes me a man. Exactly, and that you're not the type of woman I want because I feel like at the, I feel like women that speak like that, your words don't hurt because I know that deep down you want to be a woman of value, taken care of by a woman of by a man of value as well. Exactly, you're just speaking from a place of hurt, from a place of mar. Mar is mar just means disfigured. You were whole at one point. Somebody did you wrong, and now you're you're marred. You're disfigured. Yeah. That's all it means. I'm not gonna feel in pain. I look at you like a patient, like a psycho, like, like a psychology patient. Just <laughs> sympathy and pity. You gonna analyze what's going I'm on? I'm just gonna this. analyze. I'm not gonna get offended, bro. Hannah actually said something important. Society nowadays creates a dynamic that they all hate. They literally don't do anything to change. It's the truth. And not only do they not do anything to change, they do everything to keep it going. Yeah, to strengthen it. Oh, this is life. Well, I guess I gotta. This is my come up. Well, if men are gonna see me this way, I'm gonna see them that way. Fine. Sure. You do you. I just want you to know that's an excellent recipe to end up single. That's an excellent recipe to be that cat lady. And and, and what I find funny is that the women that speak like that, and I, I might sound, you know, misogynistic like the one time a little yeah. bit. Y'all, y'all do not win this game. Even even if it's the case of a man of a woman going after a man for his pockets and a man going after a woman for yeah, I'm still not gonna win this game. Yeah, you taking his money doesn't devalue him, but him taking you for your sex does. Here's the way I, p- I put it, bro. There are two things that are equally shallow on the table: money and beauty. One of these things is per is is definitely not permanent 
The other one might be or might not be. Your beauty is going to fade away. You are not going to be the same person in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s. What are you going to do to keep up with it now? Because like, what, what did I say last week? What you do to keep to get somebody is what you have to do to keep that person. Mm-hmm. When a man sees you for your physical appearance, he is going to get rid of you as soon as somebody more attractive comes along. Because if the only thing that you were tied to was his money, the only thing that he was tied to was your looks. So if somebody else more attractive comes along, what's going to happen? You're gone. You're gone. And then what's going to happen? You're going to have to go to another man that doesn't have quite as much as money. And it's always going to be a downgrade, a downgrade, a downgrade, a downgrade. Whereas men, technically, it's always an upgrade, an upgrade, an upgrade. I do not like either one of these things because money is not permanent. Neither are looks. Mm -hmm. So why are these things that we're focusing on? I'm sorry. If I sound broke to you, that's your problem. Because, bro, somebody told me... uh, what was it? The same thing. And the broke award goes to me. because, uh, And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. You are probably watching this video on your lunch break. Clocking in and clocking out. Having to go to work. Wishing a man would take care of you. My wife is taken care of. My wife is sleeping, chilling. Not having to pay a damn bill. <laughs> Rent free. So, 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 how, how does your system work? How am I broke when my wife doesn't have to work? How am I broke? And you're how? And, and here's the thing: if you are actually married and with someone, I would be embarrassed if my wife was out here calling other men broke yeah. on the internet because they don't want women to see them for money. I'll be embarrassed. So you are either broke and embarrassing, or you're married and embarrassing. But to be calling other men dusty and broke just because they don't want to give you their money, bro, time out, time out. Are we prostitutes or, or, or not? Yeah, at this point. Are, are, are you are you prostituting yourself or not? Because if you're if you're saying that you give it up in exchange of what a man has, that is the literal definition of prostitution. So what are we doing here? God forbid. God forbid we, we 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 say that out loud. God forbid we give that point. No, we have to be consistent, man. I, I always say we 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 got to be consistent. I cannot tell my wife, baby, go to work. Just go when I know that is my job too. And if she ever had to go to work, she will do it gladly because she doesn't see me for what I for the money that I have apparently because I, I'm not rich. Apparently you're broke. I guess apparently I'm broke, but it's whatever, whatever makes them feel better. All I'm saying is the, the, the end of the question that she has, how can I tell women to, to behave a certain way? We're not willing to act accordingly. Listen, if you listen to our show at all, the people that we tackle the most are men. We tell men not to be hoes. Yeah. We tell men not to be promiscuous. We tell men not to flaunt their money, not to make money the biggest part of their arsenal when it comes to character. Exactly. So maybe watch the show a little bit more instead of being ignorant because this is ignorance at its finest. It is. Manny said, think about how we view ourselves. This is this being a discussion is sad. If only we knew the value. That's true. 
It's true. It is sad. I cannot, I cannot fathom what it would be like if society would just give this up. I see you for who you are. You see me for who I am. Not the money or the looks. Until we start doing something about it, until like people like you and me start emerging mm-hmm. that talk against the narrative, mm-hmm. then I, I don't, this is not going to change. I mean, on the other hand, I appreciate her for listening. I do. <laughs> I don't really know if she's listening, though. I think she's just hearing. Well, it don't matter. Because if she would, were to listen, she would understand that we're actually against the, the, the culture of, uh, against hookup culture. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it, it, it be, it's like I say, it benefits it benefits women just as much as it benefits men. Yeah. For us men to be better within ourselves, it benefits the women. I feel like we have to be a little bit honest with ourselves, bro. We know that it benefits everyone. But the thing is, we have been caught up in a lie, and we're too proud to admit it. We're too proud to give up years and years of working to be a... This is going to sound harsh. Say it. Ladies and men, if you are only working on your looks for the women, and men, if you are only working on your pocket, you are only working on becoming an easy come up for someone. You're looking like an easy lick right now. That's what you're looking like. That's all it is. Yep, white collar. That's all it is. You are going to be a come up for someone. If your value is stored on physical things, on material things, which, by the way, I consider uh, looks to be just as shallow and vain as money. It's the same thing. Because they, they're, they're both going to fade away eventually. When you die or when you grow old, it's going to be gone. If you focus on that, you're, you're just a come up for someone else. You're going to... You, you are... Putting yourself on a silver platter for someone else to take advantage of. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, both money and looks are are, are things that will fade, but character is what lasts. Yeah. Hey, like I said last week, anyone who serves, uh, what was it? The saying is, anyone who serves God for money is capable of serving Satan for a better salary. Anyone who, who gets with a woman for her looks is better to get with another woman with a better look. And anyone any woman who gets with a man for his money is better... Is, is willing to get with another man for more money because these things do not tie us down. These things do not provide the, 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 the intricacies of marriage, of intimacy that we need because that's another thing that we're denying, that we're being so, so dishonest and hypocritical about. We're denying the fact that we crave intimacy. Yeah. The fact that we crave to be taken care of by someone else. Sis, I promise you, that man is not taking care of you. That man is not taking care of you. He's taking care of himself. I think, uh, like, mon- money and beauty will get you in through the door, but only character keeps you inside the room. Let me write that down. Hold on. Money and beauty. Money and beauty. Only get you through the door. Will get you through the door. But a good character is what keeps you inside the room. That's going on a shirt. It can go wherever it wants. I just hope it goes inside the people's minds. I hope it stays there. Exactly. Because honestly, bro, how many how many times how many times have men or women have had have invited somebody into a conversation, and after a while, you realize there's nothing going on between their ears. <laughs> bro, it's happened so many times. You only got your ten minutes of that conversation with me. It's 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 happened so many times, bro. I remember one time I was in college. 
I was in college. And out of all the classes, we are in, in social studies. In uh, what is it? Sociology class, right? Mm-hmm. You know that I love history. I love all this. And the teacher, the teacher was saying how oppressive men are towards their wives and how marriage is obsolete. And I'm like, how are you a teacher? She was in her in her 60s. How 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 men within a few years are going to be obsolete? How marriage is going to is already obsolete? And 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 then I'm telling you right now, you want to see society unravel and and descend into chaos? Remove marriage. Remove commitment. Remove the family, and you'll see society descend into chaos. And then there was a a, a girl in the class. That she looked like the typical, you know, with the bangs, uh, dyed hair, big glasses, big piercings. I thought that she was going to agree with this woman. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's really ignorant because I'm married and I feel more of a woman with my man because he treats me and makes me feel the way that I'm created to feel like. He makes me feel secure. He makes me feel safe. He makes me feel as though I am worth a damn. And then she questioned her. Oh, so you're saying that you find your value in another man? You don't find your value in yourself? She's like, no, that's not what I said at all. I was saying that he validates me. He makes me feel like what I, I need to feel like. Because I can feel like this all on my own. But it's even better when you have someone else co-signing that. Mm-hmm. Someone else enhancing that feeling mm-hmm. for you. Just like I say it all the time. I am. I would never be the man I am. Not nearly the man I am without the wife that I have. It's impossible. My wife makes me a hundred times a better man than I would be by myself. You know why? Because being with my wife has taught me a lot more about commitment than I would have learned by myself. Mm-hmm. A lot more about responsibility, about communication, about understanding, about having emotional intelligence. When we were single, did we really need to use our emotional intelligence all that much? No. No. We just did whatever. We threw stuff in the air and hope it didn't land back on our faces. And you know something we still did? Why? Because the influence that we had. Yeah, and in, 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 within the means of our friendship, I was still able to have some type of emotional intelligence with you. Yeah, and with Johnny, and with Manny, and with all those guys, we had to exercise that amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we were um, we were men growing up in a very fortunate environment where we were surrounded by some men, not all. Because I'm I'm just gonna say this: it's sad how how the church is not. The pinnacle of what men should be. It should be that, but it's not. However, we had some good examples. And we were growing up around some good examples of what men should be. Growing up around uh, a lot of good uh, role models is what I'm trying to say here. We're blessed because not many other men were blessed with that. Right. So we uh, were able to at least communicate our feelings amongst ourselves. Exactly. And I remember there were many times that we sat down and talked about some very deep, deep things. Yeah. It's like I remember one time it was we were young. We were very young. And we just sat down and thought, yo, bro, I, I'm struggling with, with porn addiction. Everybody in that circle had the same sentiment. And we were like All it took was one. Huh? All it took was one person. Exactly, just one person to be sincere. And we were able to open up with each other, which I wish more men would do. I wish men would be more honest with themselves. Like, yo, bro, I don't feel like a man. I feel like like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm 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 not living up to what I'm made to. Just saying that out loud can get you out of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we didn't have to exercise that as much as we do when we're married. Yeah. So with all that being said, 
I'm not saying that we're going to find value in another person, even though I do find value in my wife. Right. It's not stupid to say that. There's this thing called emotional codependency. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you're not supposed to be emotionally codependent. That's unhealthy. It's unhealthy if you're emotionally codependent to somebody who's useless or to somebody who doesn't have emotional intelligence. But when I can't, my wife can. When she can't, I can. So why are we being so ignorant? And, and, and like you said, people be saying things just to say things. Nothing in between their ears. That brain has a whole bunch of nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And they want everybody to know about that. That nothingness. And these are the people that don't stay in the room. No. And I feel like this... this I feel, I'm sorry, but you're one of these people. The person who, who wrote this comment. These are the people that don't stay in the room. And then they just go knocking on other doors. And they stay in the in other rooms for five to ten minutes. Yep. And they got to keep constantly changing. Because nobody wants to be in the long term with them. And then eventually, guess what? That door's not even going to open up for you. You keep knock, You're going to keep knocking. It's not going to open up for you. Yeah. And and I'm I'm really really sorry that this is where you know I'm gonna be a little bit graceful here, okay? Just gonna have a little bit of grace. I'm sorry that this is what society has led you to believe. I don't understand how one thing has to do with the other. But let me clarify this for you, sister, because again, if you keep being this ignorant, you're gonna end up lonely. You're gonna end up I'm really trying to choose my words here I'm not, I'm not trying to be that aggressive today you're gonna end up ran through and you're gonna end up with no no type of redeeming qualities so let me be gracious here with you number one not all men are after your body mm-hmm by itself number two it is okay for a man to provide for you but it's also okay for a man to want more than just your body and it's okay for you to want more than just that from a man relationships are not transactional which is the biggest the biggest contradiction with this whole thing this is coming from a place of relationships are transactional no, they're not, or at least they're not supposed to be. Transaction means you get, you give, and you get at the same time. That is a transaction. Whereas relationships, marriages, are supposed to be investments. You put into it a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit afterwards. You will not see the immediate fruits, but eventually you will get out of it way more than what you put into it initially. And sometimes even more, a lot sooner. So please, I I beg you, please get out of that mindset. And the, and and the most important one before before any of that is you gotta heal. Yes, do not do not refuse to heal. Because that's the only way that you'll be able to accept everything else that goes after that. Yeah, and this is this is if you think about it, bro, this is the least feminist thing to think about because you're degrading yourself to just what you are. You gotta heal, and you, and you gotta you gotta you gotta you, you gotta bring yourself back up to to the part because a lot of women a lot of women just feel like because they've done so much that they don't even deserve love and that's sad it's super sad and i feel like again the only reason we're in this in the first place is we we keep feeding into this this toxic garbage this nonsense this this vomit Mm -hmm. yeah you want me for this i want you for that stop it and and also just one question to, to leave you with this 
where the hell are you looking for these men in the first place? Where where are you finding them? Where are you posted up that all the men that are coming your way just want you for your body? Yeah. You might want to change location. Shift shift it up. Get off of Tinder. Or change yourself. I feel like at the end of the day, the first thing that has to happen here, internal work. Yep. Forget about dating. Forget about anyone else. If if you've been in the dating scene for such, such a long time and you can conclude that all men want is that, then you need you need to take yourself out the game. Mm-hmm. Sit on the bench for a little bit. For a little bit. And just take care of yourself. And then you're going to notice how, bro, this, this is, I'm going to put this in the book. I promise you. If we start taking care of ourselves, we're going to realize how much value we actually have. And we're going to know that what's in your pants is not worth a steak dinner. It's not worth flying you out to Miami. You're you're worth a lot more than that. Okay. Exactly. And that's and when you add to yourself, you add the value. That's when value it comes to you. It chases you. Exactly. But you know what? To be just a little bit more gracious there, I feel like the value is already there. Yeah. And 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 it's I want untapped. Exactly. And I just wanted to spell this thing. Like, listen, as Christians, we believe in redemption. We believe in you know loving the worst because we were the worst at one point and god loves us there, there's a point where you feel like you've been with all these men listen forget about that you still have value you just need to be reminded of it you need to be told that you are worth something don't listen to people who tell you otherwise and don't get into the dating game until you feel that way so that's how i feel about that man that's how I feel about it too. We're yeah. gonna keep talking about emotional intimacy next week. I feel like we took a. We definitely gotta talk about what Manny was talking about. Yeah, we. I'm do. glad you wrote that down. But um, that's a wrap, man. That's a wrap. This was Johan. It's your boy O. Follow. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plug it in. Plug it in. Go ahead. Nah, we gotta let them know. They gotta follow us. We got. They gotta follow our Instagram at underscore Stay Uncomfortable Pod all together. Um. Follow me at Rodriguez12 underscore 29. You can follow me at I'm Coming In Hot, which... On TikTok. On TikTok. Uh, yeah, stay un- uh, underscore stay uncomfortable pod. Go and follow us there. And uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day. And this is Stay Uncomfortable.